This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Oh, what's up, everybody? This is the frat star, Dante Drago, and you are listening to Premier Wrestling Podcast, Wrestling With Entertainment. The party's just getting started, guys. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show at Wrestling With... Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. Interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Hockey. I am, of course, your host, James J., alongside Scooter Dust. There's supposed to be something witty here to say, but for the life of me, I can't think of a single thing. And, of course, it's a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with the frat star, Dante Drago. What's up, everybody? This is the frat star, Dante Drago, and I'm so thrilled to be on this show tonight. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at, at Dante Drago Wrestles and on Twitter at, at Dante underscore Drago, D-R-A-G-O. Who's ready to party, boys? We're ready to party. We are definitely ready to yeah. party. Scooter, yes. you ready to party, bro? We, we are We are ready to okay. break it down in all the conventional ways that you kids like to get down. I'm aging myself there. <laughs> we, we love, all ages. All ages can party with the frat star. And, of course, if obviously we're partying right now, but if people want to party with the frat star, where, where can they um, party with you? Pertaining to you know wrestling things. Uh, so we just plugged Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is at Dante Drago wrestles, no spaces, no underscores. Twitter is at Dante underscore Drago. And recently, uh, it is Rush Week, guys. Uh, I think Rush Week is over by the time it's getting released. But you can follow my brand new YouTube page, Dante Drago wrestles. We have some new content on there. I'm just getting the hang of this whole YouTube thing, but I'm really excited to keep putting up uh, content for you guys. Awesome. And do you have any uh, wrestling events coming up uh, as well? Yeah, a whole bunch, actually. So we have, uh, well, actually, just coming up next week, huge match. It is myself, another member of Larger Than Life, Eric James, a couple of ring by Large and Life member Jack Tomlinson, VBU brother right there. Shout out to Jack Tomlinson. Teaming with VSK against a team of Phil Cardigan, Dr. Cool, and Bully Ray Dudley at Creative Pro's Wildlife on September 17th. So I'm going to show Bully Ray why the frat star tops bullies any day of the week. Yay for Bully Ray. Mm-hmm. Happy yay on Phil Cardigan. <laughs> I would say yay for Phil Cardigan and Dr. Cole, but uh, not yay for Bully Ray. 
Listen, if he thinks he's giving the Fred Star three D, he's out of his mind. Well, I mean, if somebody's just telling him to get the muffins. <laughs> yeah, get the cupcakes. And uh, of course, all of those links to your social medias uh, and your merchandise will be in the description of the video below, both on YouTube and Castbox. Alright, um, let's get the controversial stuff out of the way. Um, can you tell us about Major Pod Cheated? Hashtag. Major Pod Cheated. Alright, so this has consumed Jack Tomlinson and I. For those who don't know, Jack Tomlinson uh, and myself are part of a tag team called Vlogbro University VBU. We were once uh, an age ago, created pro tag team champions. The top of the heap, we were the number one tag team. Still are, in my opinion, because I don't think anyone can top VBU. We are the most straight, savage tag team in all professional wrestling. But we had our title stolen by a team of smart Mark Sterling and that little swoggle. And now, the thing is with Jack and I is we know that there's something deeper going on in create a pro. That it isn't just major pod cheated because this happened before. Larger than life, myself, Jack Thompson, and Eric James lost to Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, and Smart Mark Sterling due to Maven's illegal interference that cost us the match. We had it won. And that started the downfall of Larger Than Life. Clearly tough enough there. Um, Unfortunately. It's just it, it does seem like, you know, Major Pod does have it out for you guys because they didn't cheat just once but twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they, they couldn't topple us. You see, Larger Than Life came together and the whole reason was Eric James saw an opportunity to hold all the gold in profession and create a pro wrestling. When he saw us as young upstarts, he saw something in us that we knew we had. So Eric James took us under his wing, we elevated ourselves, and all of a sudden, all three of us were main event players. And for Major Pod, they are probably all scared because their little school promotion was being taken over by the three top talents in their promotion. And they didn't want to deal with that. So here we are now with Major Pod holding the tag team titles. Well, actually, technically, it's Smart Mark Sterling and Slade. So they can hold on to those for a little bit longer until Slade loses them. But isn't it like, you know, obviously they're majorly, no pun intended, majorly dreaded by you guys. Don't you take that as maybe a compliment? You know what? No, I don't. Because Brian Myers, which, listen, outside a major pod and as in a professional sense, because he's the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers is one of the head coaches at Creative Pro. He is a brilliant, brilliant wrestling mind, and I have all the respect in the world for him which makes it so much worse and makes it hurt so much more, the fact that he had to cheat to beat us. But at the same point, that kind of digs the chip of my shoulder a little bit deeper because if they need to cheat to beat us, that just shows how good Larger Than Life really is. We're the top dogs at Creative Pro. We're going to reclaim all of our gold and prove it all over again. Just a matter of time, guys. And just uh, to add to that, maybe not even create a pro, but just the East Coast in general. No? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Larger than life is what we say we are. We are larger than life. Any promotion that has the three of us, Jack Tomlinson, Eric James, Dante Drago, is going to get a boost in sales. That's because we are draws. We are people that someone wants to pay money to see. And we know this. That's why we're so arrogant, because we know how good we are. But I will like to direct our attention to a different trio, a little trio by the name of Logro Productions that's making its way on Wrestling Open. Not sure if you guys follow, but uh, that's going to be something interesting to watch, mm. too. Right. Yes, did see something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you did, Scooter. Yes, you did. Um, now, if Brian Myers... You know, coming from, you know, you know Long Island and being a creative part was a chip mm-hmm. on your shoulder. Well, you know, Caves and I have pledged ourselves to VBU, but... Thank you. I came from... I came from Matt and Brian's backyard in the NYWC. Mm. Um. Uh. Th- that being said, uh, James and I, you know, we, we could skip Rush Week, right? <laughs> it depends. So, allow me to explain Rush Week really quickly because it seems that there's a little bit of confusion in people who aren't very well versed in fraternity situations. Rush week means that that is the week where you are allowed to party your butt off. You're allowed to go as crazy as you want. You can enjoy whatever you want. Um, and you can just try your best to rush a fraternity. See if one's the right fit for you. See if this one's the right fit for you. It's a matter of just taste or whatever. My rush week, because we just lo- uh, if this is airing when I think it is, we just missed out on the full rush week, which let me just tell you, Go back and watch the YouTube videos that I've posted because Rush Week was the most fun I've had in professional wrestling in a very long time. So don't skip the Rush process. The Rush process is the best part. If you don't want to pledge, too bad. Yeah. So it's nothing like they do up at Harvard where they make you stand out in the freezing cold, ask you stupid questions, and if you get it wrong, they make you take a piece of clothing off. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> So now, now we're getting into a little fraternity education here, okay? So um, in fraternity, when you rush, that's before you're officially associated with a fraternity. Yes. And then when you yes. pledge, that's when you do the uh, weird Harvard stuff that we just talked about. Yeah. That's when you're uh, a pledge. Yeah. Um, uh, God. Oh, what what frat did I pledge in college? I'm, I'm 38, uh, by the way. What was it? Uh I think it was I, I think it was I ate a kappa. Oh, okay. No, no, it was I felt the thigh. Well, guess what? We'll take you anyway in VBU. <laughs> Doesn't does even matter. But you can you can't remember the name. Just just say you want to be in VBU. Just say it right now. <laughs> oh, uh, I, oh, I absolutely want to be in VBU. Those were um, you're in. Those you're were in. some. Thank you. You're yes, in. James. James, you too. Yes, absolutely. Bid, 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 bids all around. Hey, oh. anyone watching this? Bid, bid, bid. Right there. Three of you guys. Uh, uh, okay, and uh, my uh, multiple personality seconds that. Um, while we have VBU on the brain, uh, tell us about the espionage 
that's been that's surrounded uh, VBU recently. Hmm. How so? Might you elaborate on that? I know you saw it, you posted about uh, FBU F, F F. Oh my God, VBU. My tongue is uh, <laughs> VBU uh, being. It was hacked. Uh, it was a, due to some, you know, fraternal oh. sabotage. Oh, yeah. So during Rush Week, um, well, allow me to. So we explain the fraternity aspect of Rush Week. Yep. We're going to talk about Dante Dreo's Rush Week. Basically, I threw up five videos Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, including one coming out tonight when we're recording this, which you guys should totally check out. Um, and unfortunately, there was a severe, severe attack on the data of the BBU cloud. When I finished editing Wednesday night's video, somebody hacked into the cloud and deleted all of my source footage. So when I went to go export, it wouldn't export. And I was so confused. Why, why would it not do that? When I went to go back and see where the files were, they were all gone. So I was wondering, I was like, who would have done this? And there's a, lot, there's a couple of culprits here. If I could run them by you. So... First of all, we have Shukru, okay? Mm-hmm. Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan have constantly gotten in the way of VBU succeeding in new promotions. They did it at Creative Pro in our debut match, and then they did it at Wrestling Open uh, two weeks ago. It would be. And I'm sick of it. And the thing is, I know I know that it gets under my skin, so I think it's just a prank. Needless to say, too, shout out to the Even Stevens, but they, Bryce Donovan, Sammy Callahan, hacked the Even Stevens uh, show, Steven Update. He's a hacker. So Bryce Donovan is a number one culprit. Shukru's number one culprit. I also think Swaggle could have done it. I think Swaggle is a number one culprit because Swaggle took our titles and then got surgery. He literally just was, was out to get us. He's out to get VBU. Yes. You know, there's a couple other going in my mind, but those are the two that stick out the most. But listen, video uploaded fine. Rush Week continued on. They didn't deter the frat star. I kind of feel like if it was Bobby Orlando... He's the type of guy that would make would kind of want you to know it was him rather than you know be sneaky about it. You know it's funny you mention that because when the source file was deleted, I heard a faint "I'm your mom" in the background of like my apartment building. That is just so. That's just you know you might be on the you might be on to something with that, and I have. I have another connecting question regarding one of the things in Rush Week, but I'm going to throw it over to James uh, just so we can maintain at least uh, some more continuity in terms of other things. Can you tell us, and we've uh, we've mentioned him uh, before, can you tell us about your tag team partner in Rockwell University? University Jack Thomason, and what's a pet peeve you just don't understand about him? Um, first of all, uh, Jack Thomason and I don't have pet peeves about each other. We're best friends. We share everything with each other. I talk to Jack every single day. I just had a, I spent eight hours in the car with Jack Thomason yesterday at the time of this recording. So I love Jack to death. He had my pet peeve with Jack is I don't have any pet peeves with Jack. But if I had to pick one, it might have to be his obsession with Logan and Jake Paul. 
<laughs> yeah. is consistently use them to try and call them out in a promotion we work at, uh, Northern Federation of Wrestling, yeah. shout out Cody Janet. Yeah. Uh, and has consistently tried to get them to come to a promotion to fight us, which, hey, I'm all for that. I would love to fight the Paul Brothers. I have tons of respect for the Paul Brothers, and I know that they are Jack's heroes. But at the same time, it's like, Jack, that's a lot of money. <laughs> like, if Cody can't afford that, then we would have to pay for that. And we don't have that kind of money. So it's, it's just a matter of, like, you're, you're, we're digging our own grave, and then we're going to have to lay in it. Because then one day they're going to show up. And Jack's gonna freak out, but then the like the aftershock of that when we have to like you know, like fight them and then get get them paid, and fly them home, that's the mess. So I'm we're, I'm trying to think ahead on that one. Well, can you do some like you know a charity drive because you are in a fraternity? You know, get some money flowing. To- I mean, you guys got a successful wrestling podcast. I mean, you guys can get a sponsor them, right? You guys can help us out. We have a, we have two, uh, actually, well, technically three, uh, oh. kind of, um, is, you know, there's Wrestling With, both the two versions of Wrestling With, the interviews and the weekend. Oh, uh, so you Reese Paul, brother. I think I can get you, uh, their mother... Who I think uh, makes uh, frozen fish sticks for a living, Mrs. Paul. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll run it by Jack. I mean, it's, it's kind of his thing, so we, I just talked to him about it. That's such a dead joke. Oh, man. Just going, um, you know, and when we had Jack on, he said the exact same thing about you. He don't have no pet peeves about something. Mm-hmm. So I love that, you know, tag team continuity. Um, but right now, you're kind of doing a solo thing rather than tag team. Is that right? Um, for the most part. Um, unfortunately, Jack underwent a little bit of a, a sidetrack, a little bit of an injury. Right. Um, so it was really just a matter of, you know, I want to get VBU to be as big as possible. In order to do so, I need to elevate myself to a level that I think is good enough, if not better, than what I would want DBU to aspire to be. If people care about me in a solo way, they would care about me when I have one of the most hype, greatest content creators in the history of professional wrestling, Jack Thompson. This is a fact. That's the thing. I think that Jack, I think the strongest point of Vlogbro University is the fact that separately, we are both fantastic very fun, very charismatic, very entertaining wrestlers. But you put Jack and I together, and I guarantee you, we will make you feel emotion, we'll make you invested in the match, and we will put on a show for anybody in attendance or watching at home. It's as simple as that. Vlogger University is a different breed, and we're ready to prove to everybody that we are, th- we are so. Kind of like, um, you know, the Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, you know, make a power handshake, I think, right? It's just we're a dream team, you know, and it's it's funny how Vlogbro University came together. It, it took a, a second to really like take off, and once we just got to the races, it was just kind of like okay, like this is this works, like it, it goes really well with this. Now, yes, you are doing your solo thing, and as of this recording, uh, 
and tomorrow you got the showdown in St. James, and your opponent isn't known uh, at the moment, at least, uh, at least to the fans. Uh, I, I, I'm bringing this up because there seems to be somebody who is uh, accepting that challenge, and can we not? Can we not talk about this, guys? Um, oh, uh, okay, All right. Well, I mean, like, not ask, ask, who who do you think it is? Uh, well, it's somebody I started training with, Ryan Gallione. Oh, I really hope it isn't. Oh, I really hope it is. So, what's what's what's? Uh, um, I was I was I was gonna ask. Um. Well. So. You know what? Yeah. I'll I'll change it to this. If it happens to be him, work the knees. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds a great idea. Work the knees. His speed is his. Uh, he's a yeah, he's a tall guy. Uh, his speed is his uh, greatest asset. You take the knees out. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so, and, and you'll get him. So uh, for those who are. Uh, well, one this will be airing a little bit after the show happens. So, but um, I I kind of um, I kind of made an an uh oh. Um, I, I I made a stupid. I ran my mouth, and I do that sometimes. I usually back it up. I usually back it up very well. This time, not so much. Um, I tweeted that I wanted VPW's biggest and strongest wrestler. So I could extend my win streak and become a legit contender for VPW Gold. Simple enough. Until Ryan Galeone decided to tweet back at me to calm down. And I went, ooh, ooh, what are you going to do in your little Midwestern bearded phase? And uh, he made a match. But it's not just me versus Ryan Galeone. Alvin Alvarez is in it too. Oh, uh, Alvin! I remember Alvin when he was still a person in the crowd. That—that's how far I go back. Uh, and yeah, and Ryan, I will say this about him as a human being: he's one of the nicest people uh, oh, ever to meet, ever to me in a locker room, because locker rooms sometimes can be really, you know, brutal. Um, uh, I mean, I, 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 I know him well. I know his father. Uh, I, I know he just had his uh, second kid, I believe. Um, and he, he'd be killing me. Yeah. Uh, why are you saying all these nice things about him? This man is going to try and kill me. That's cool. Well, Gordy doesn't like me. I said that Rick Rude wasn't as good as he thinks he is, and he freaked out on me in the locker room, okay? I don't know what it is with him and Rick Rude. He loves him for some reason. I just said, eh, I don't think he's that good. And Ron Gallion lost his mind. He's going to eat me alive. I have to survive. But don't forget, I have my two fraternity bros, Jay Macias, Nick Robles, 
They're going to have my back. They're going to help me in this. I'm going to make sure that I come out on top and the win streak will continue. That is a fact. And that is why I'm giving you these pointers because I know him so well. And I have I have a little vendetta okay. of my own to settle okay. with some okay. past. Knees. Uh, knees are important. Knees. Cool. And. Tony Knees. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh God! Uh, we're get, we're gonna get we're gonna go on a, a tangent here in a minute. Uh, yeah, I know you guys, you know, are you know larger than life, but he used to be part of a tag team called Big Time Rush. <laughs> oh, so no. that that may be a way of psychologically. Getting into his head. I have a little bit of uh, psychology as well. I mean, if he loves Rick Rude so much, why not get a new pair of trunks that are airbrushed? And on the back, it says Rick Rude sucks. You know what? I might just do that. Maybe not the tights, but like. I'm not sure if you guys have seen. I come out with like a fraternity paddle. Yeah. Um, I usually write something silly on there. You might just see me come out to VPW tomorrow with the paddle that says "Rick Root sucks," <laughs> <laughs> and then so does Ryan Gallio. <laughs> you know, pretty no, funny. His face, Ryan's face uh, on the paddle as well. If you could cut something out, well, have an outburst. I'm actually an artiste. Oh. Um, I think I'm a very good drawer and a painterer. Um, so I like to, I like to do all my own, uh, paddles. It's just, I like being silly and creative and that's my way of like expressing myself because I am an artiste. That's awesome. And <laughs> thank you. you know, if I would, if I, uh, if I was in ring shape, you know what? I would have petitioned to also be in your corner because I know Thank you, Right, seeing me would be an absolute mindfuck. Well, we could say fuck. An, an absolute, you know, mindfuck. So... Well, you would have to but, get an actual but, safe bus to a scooter. Maybe I'll come out with a scooter, like Matt Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get this? All right. Back then, uh, back then I was Scotty B, so... Uh, Yes, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Can you tell us about your match at Beyond Wrestling against Rip Hudson? Yeah, yeah, I can tell you about that match. Um, Rip Bison tried to take my head off. Um, I had him right where I wanted him. It was going great for me. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he just caught me. I have this tendency to um, go for that slingshot move. Slightly too early to get excited. Uh, the thing is, I don't know what I call it. I always just call it, it's the um, hit the ropes basically on the top rope of my head. I'm an idiot and I do it every single match basically. Um, what Tyler Bate does? That's what I call it. I call it the Tyler Bate. Mm. So I do that, call it Tyler Bate. Um, no one has kicked out of the uh, cutter. So it's. Tyler Bate into an RKO. No one's kicked out of that. And uh, the clothesline I hit out of it is very devastating. But um, when I do it 
and then they hit me with something, it, it hurts a lot. Uh, and Rick Bison turned me inside out, almost broke my neck. But uh, you know what? People liked it. People had a good time doing it. And Rip Bison checked on me after the match. He's a good dude. And uh, lo and behold, the next day, I actually wrestled for his promotion, Pro Wrestling Grind, teaming with my then good friends, the Ship Crew. Mm. That's what I was going to ask. Because, you know, it was, you know, it's not just a match, but, you know, it kind of, you, you worked with promotion afterwards. Mm-hmm. So something yeah. really good came out of almost getting killed by, by Rip Bison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he was also at, so that's funny because I, that weekend holds a very special place in my heart. That's my first like real triple shot weekend. And first I went to Limitless Wrestling, which is such a huge goal of mine is to get on Limitless Wrestling. Um, and basically, um, you know, I hit Wrestling Open on Thursday. Uh, Blitzkrieg Pro was going to run on Friday and I was going to go to that show as well. But they didn't end up running, and we just had a fun little wrestling day with all of our little buddies. And uh, on Saturday, we hit up Grind, and I wrestled in my first main event match against uh, the All Japan Boys and Jay Freddy, uh, Saito Brothers, Jay and Ray. Uh, I think it's Jay. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, please. <laughs> and then I went to Limitless and took a garbage can to the head by Slade. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Mitchell caught cheated was- again. Yeah, I think I don't know if you can see it, but I still have a scar from Jay Freddy punching me. I don't think you can see it on the, on the thing. It's like right there, right there. He just jabbed me open. But if you haven't seen the Pro Wrestling Grind main event from Come and Get It, watch it. I get the absolute crap beaten out of me. Well, I think that you're kind of making uh, a good um, case for you to, have, to go into Limitless Wrestling. You know, yeah. obviously Rip is one of the biggest stars there. But you mm-hmm. also wrestled their biggest tag team and one of the biggest tag teams on the East Coast right now, uh, MSP. Um, Feel the vibe, baby. Yeah. So, can you tell us about that match? Danger uh, Kid and Agro are amazing people. So down to earth, so smart, so clever, and so passionate about what they do. These are guys who have came up from, you know, literally just messing around in the backyard to getting in a ring to getting super over and to now being one of, if not the most prominent tag team on the Northeast Indies. They are in a league of their own. They are an elite tag team. And to have that match for me was kind of some validation for VBU where it was, okay, we're doing something right. And they love the match. We love the match. We love working with them. And, you know, when you're with a team that's as good as them, magic just happens, man. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're such such good people. Um, I talk to them a lot, actually, at shows. Uh, and, you know, they they know what they have to do to get over. And they do. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Oh, first, James, do you think we need to put in a call to Randy? Well, well, Remy needs to respond to us first. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, well, if we, we, we promise, if anything, we will get you to Limitless. 
If you guys end up getting me booked on Limitless, then I'll just end up doing your podcast every single week at this point. Ah. <laughs> That's appreciated. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it, it would be appreciated for me. Well, uh, I mean, not to toot our own horn, but we also have this crazy uh, coincidental happenstance where someone will be on wrestling with, and then the next week or the following week, they'll get an AEW dark or dark elevation booking. Uh, I love it that coincidence happens to me. Um, do you have any uh, moves in your moveset that are named Dante's Inferno? No, but it's always one in my back pocket. I'm, if you look at my Twitter, I'm very bad at naming wrestling moves. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like naming my own moves. I kind of just, I'm also not a moves guy. I I tend to just kind of black out. Like I'll have three moves in my back pocket that like I'll bust out for a match, but like after that, a lot of it's just kind of like, all right, like let's hope I win. You know. Oh, that's uh. So if I, if you have any pitches for a Dante's Inferno move, I'm I'm all ears. I mean the the slingshot, yeah, yeah, the DDT, and even into the the lariat. I mean. The nine, I mean, me being a teacher and knowing Dante's Inferno, the nine layers of hell, um, yeah, there, there's so many. I would have to, we would probably need a separate episode. Uh, but I'll put, I'll put some, um, I'll, you know, I'll brainstorm. I will. Uh, I will yeah, brainstorm. listen, if you guys have any cool moves I mean, you want to send over, please, I'm more than happy looking at them. I mean, I, I did something for Jack. I don't know if Jack uh, uh, played it for you. Uh, and I did a recorded introduction. I thought it's only fair, and I was thinking of what to do beforehand. I think it, I think it only fair that uh, I do something for you as well. So yeah, I'll be so. Uh, so I will. Uh, I will delve into my uh, the the vault of uh, move names that I have. Um, now, me being New York born, New York bred, I live in Queens, uh, almost uh, almost close to uh, uh, Jack's uh, girlfriend. Um, you know the one he said he had a date with, uh, so he couldn't go to your party. Yeah. Um, I want to. Uh, well, these are two connecting questions. I watched as much as I could of Drago takes men Drago. Oh my God, I am pronouncing stuff terribly today. You got it. You're doing great. Um, you know, Dante. I'm gonna say Dante takes Manhattan. That's uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have? Do you continue to have the same problem with revolving doors? Ah, uh, yeah. Actually, it's an everyday occurrence. That was not a scripted thing. It just happens. Uh, the question, uh, can people see my video right now? Um, we, no, are, we, are audio we, we are, yeah. It's an audio only? Okay, but you guys can see me though, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. I, yeah, I, Comment settings. Uh, yes, now I can. Only reason is I'm saying is because I have special guest 
from Drago Takes Manhattan. I have Richard right here. Hi, Richard. Ah. Look at him. Isn't he so great? Yeah. Yes. Just this guy around lower Manhattan and uh, just did whatever with him. I don't know. We had a great time, though. Right, Richard? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes uh, you wish you ran into Al Snow. Uh <laughs> There was there was a, a, a head reference planned at some point, but I thought it was too, it was too easy to cash in on that one. Um, and uh, pertaining to uh, the events of this past week, when are we going to actually see your biography? So the biography is uh, it's in the works. So I'll just say that. Okay. So and, at, some point, at some point, it will see the light of day, but it needs to be the perfect situation where I feel like it's it, it would mean the most for me to release it. Because in all honesty, the autobiography is a very, very personal, um, very in-depth look at my, you know, my growth as a person. And uh, it was a reflection of, you know, my childhood and my four years in college that I had. And, uh, you know, I want it to mean the most it could be and, you know, inspire some people and help people through tough times if it need to be. Um, I want to make sure it means something when I release it. So, well, it will come out eventually, but for now, I think it's going to stay in the vault. And uh, you went to SUNY Binghamton, right? Yes, I did. Go Bearcats. Uh, uh, God, I did a a show out there at uh, Camp Tioga a long while back. what uh what did you uh major in uh Binghamton? So Dante Drago was a major in economics and a minor in cinema. Oh, sweet. I nice. also say that too. I took a double minor because I also minored in wrestling because I chose <laughs> Binghamton because I wanted to be a wrestler and I went up because I had a school. So I love the campus. I love the location. And then I found out they had a wrestling school up there. Uh, shout out to Excite Wrestling. Shout out to Johnny Moose and all the Excite guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they just helped me get to a level where I'm at right now. And uh, I love Excite more than anything else in this world. Yeah, that double that double major or that double minor. Uh, mine was... It could be a major. I, I wrestled a lot when I, when I was in college. I, uh... I, I didn't I didn't do SUNY I did CUNY, um, uh, elementary education and uh, media studies, which is uh, why I'm so uh, proficient with all the uh, technology. I don't know why I'm going into this. Um, James, you've been uh, you mentioned you know you're obviously you have a big match with Billy Ray coming up. I do. Uh, one big match that you had with another ECW alumni was Tommy Dreamer. Yes, you... I'm the Speedy Seth champion. Uh, well, uh, could you repeat that? I am the Speedy Fest champion. I'll explain that after the question. I'm sorry. After that, well, make that's sure I... What I, was, I was kind of getting to, you know, what kind of, what was it like to be in the ring, tag teaming with literally the heart and soul of ECW. So it's funny, especially knowing that I have this match with Bully Ray coming up. It's very funny because um, my favorite ECW superstar is Little Guido. 
I love Nunzio. I think he's awesome. I think he's super underrated. Um, I love the technical aspect of how he wrestles. And most importantly, I um, – so the second FWF show that was around, um, I was ringside when Jack and Nunzio got to do some train wrestling. They rolled around for a bit. And, um, you know, it was cool to be a part of that match. And then I took a cane from Sandman, which actually I just completely remembered happened. I remember I just got caned by Sandman. Um, and in doing so, I've now been in the ring with Nunzio, been in the ring with Sandman, been in the ring with Tommy Dreamer, and now soon Bully Ray. So I'm running through his ECW roster like it's nothing at this point. But as, for your, uh, as for your question, Tommy Dreamer is – out of this world. His knowledge is part and none. He is so smart with how he does things. So the point where he was giving me critiques and advice while I was in the ring with him, wow. which is like so insane to think of. And yeah. like, you know, and just like in a wrestling sense to have Tommy dreamer say, Hey, do this right now. And it, for it to work, what he says is like, how is this guy this smart? I mean, his whole life has been wrestling, but, you know, that's what happens when you're time a dreamer. Gotta get him schooled by, uh, the, uh, he's not the screen. Innovative violence, there you go. Yes, yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm hope, hopefully, you know, uh, we let bygones be bygones at the end of the match, and uh, I can get to pick Bully Ray's brain for a while, too, because, you know, I'll, can, I, can I plug something really quick? Of a little course. personal matter? Yeah, absolutely. I am a very late bloomer in the pro wrestling. I only started liking wrestling because of the WWE 2K15 game and the showcase mode. Wow. So I only started liking because of the video games. And my first pay-per-view was Royal Rumble 2015 that Roman won. So I only started watching wrestling around that time. And around after SummerSlam, WWE came to Brooklyn and they had a Monday Night Raw, and that's the Raw that Sting uh, was revealed to on their uh, Steph statue. Yeah. Yes, yep. I remember that. Yep. I, re- yep. also, I remember that. I was also there. the night that Bully Ray and uh, Bubba Ray at the time and Devon returned as the Dudley Boys to fight the New Day. I was a huge uh, Dudley Boys mark uh, when I first got in, just because I thought the 3D was the coolest move in the world. And to see them return live in person made me, for lack of a better term, mark out like nobody else's business. And I fell in love with wrestling and the spectacle of it and the returns and the live crowd reaction. And it played a huge role into me joining Creative Pro and starting this journey of being the frat star. So I owe a lot of this to Bully Ray. And to be in this match with him means so, so, so much. So I really hope we win. And I really hope I get to tell him that I think he's really dope. That's uh, that's completely awesome. And yes. It's kind of like a full circle moment, so to speak. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's cool because you never realize when, when you get into this crazy business, and I think you guys can attest to this too, you never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to work with, and who you get to interact with. And when you just end up like – casually saying hi to your heroes and like you know you drive home that day and you go what what i just i just shook hang, hands with fandango like that's so cool like i just shook, like you know it's just stuff like that like you know you don't you don't you don't appreciate it as much as you should 
yeah, I have to 100% agree with you. Uh, when uh, when Tommy came and worked uh, with uh, the NYWC, because Mikey Whitbrook ran it, uh, Mikey will always be my mentor. Absolutely love him to death. Um, and, you know, I mean, everybody was hounding Tommy, but I, all I wanted was to ask him one question, and that was, you know, just what's one piece of advice you could give me to, you know, make myself stand out more or get noticed because who isn't the, you know, who isn't more the representative of the work it takes Mm-hmm. to be successful in pro wrestling than Tommy Dreamer. Uh, and and again, going back to what you said about, you know, you never know who you're going to work with. You know, I found myself working at a time where uh, it was right after the uh, Brian Danielson tie choking incident. Yeah. And uh, I got to introduce his last independent match before he went back uh, and was uh, rehired the tag team. That's really tag cool. Team. And it was in St. James. Oh, really? Yep, it was in St. Oh. James. Uh, he teamed with uh, with Tony Nese, uh against uh, pa- uh, Papadon and Alex Reynolds. Uh, wow. Alex, yeah, what, yeah. what a mean. Yeah. Yeah. Alex and uh, John two uh good friends of mine uh so proud of them um but again you give yeah that, that's such great words and advice and that's absolutely um that's, that's absolutely great um yeah. can you tell us about the cost all costumes are legal gauntlet match <laughs> Um, yeah. Jack looks like Tom Holland. I haven't noticed. No. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that's, a uh, you know... Get out of town. Yeah. He's, in the, he's in the ring and wrestling open for, like, two minutes, and someone just goes, Hey, it's Spider-Man! Spider-Man chest pumped out and over. I'm like, yep, yep, this is just so, it's so easy. Um, I don't look like anybody. So, I have to rely on my comedy skills, and... Hopefully, just make people laugh by being silly, uh, which is kind of my thing. But I don't know. I didn't want to be like a Deadpool. I didn't want to be, you know, some sort of other Spider-Man character. And I didn't have another thing. And I thought that VBU should have done a costume together. So Jack was like, "What are you going to do?" It's like I don't know. And I remember a couple of my buddies. Um, shout out to my boys, Jake and Mike. They dressed up as old men for Halloween one year in college. And I thought that was really funny. And I was like, I'm going to do that. So, got me a cane, got me some silver spray paint, and uh, I became an old man. And I came out, and I got an Uncle Ben chant, and I waxed him oh. And it was, it was an awesome, awesome time. And uh, I had a great time. I actually also hurt my elbow very badly. Uh, taking a bump on the floor CPA. So, uh, hashtag FCPA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, James. 
now we've talked about you being in the ring with uh, Tommy Dreamer, uh, soon to be Bully Ray, etc. Um, you were in the you were in the ring with the two biggest names in pro wrestling today or in history, and that was Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Uh, you were security guard for a contract signing. Um, what did you learn about your own career being in the ring with the two top guys right now? So, quick, like, just before I get into the answer to the question, just that the intro to the question uh, gave me chills a little bit. Uh, it's insane. Being in that position um, to not only be a part of what happened, but to stand in the ring, staring down Roman Reigns and hearing Brock Lesnar's pyro go off and getting to see the entire crowd just, like, wait for something to happen. Life-changing. When I joined Creative Pro, my goal was my, my, my like, long-shot goal. The goal that I had that was, like, if you do this, you can be satisfied was to get on the WWE Network. Find a way to get on the library. If you can do that and you have the chance to show your kids one day, you're a success. I did that. I did that as in a setup to WrestleMania in an awesome, awesome segment with the two biggest names in wrestling. And I will never, ever forget that moment for the rest of my life. But the second I completed that goal, the goal changed to... Now I got to get back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not satisfied with being a security detail. Uh, I think that I have a lot to offer. I think I have a lot to prove. And I have a lot of hard work to do. But having a taste of that life, yeah, it's, it's, you're, ch- you're chasing ghosts at that point, you know? No, I completely understand, and I love that, you know, it, it changed. The goal, you, you reached one goal, but now it changed. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just, it's, it's, and now, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys are going to ask, like, the best advice you can give to a wrestler. Um, one of the young kids at Creative Pro asked me, which is pretty funny because I'm, like, one of the youngest kids there. Um, maybe not anymore, actually. I'm, like, I'm 23 now, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of old. Um, <laughs> and and if, I've been wrestling since I was eighteen, so I feel like I've been doing this for a while. And Brian's um, gonna start training soon, so yeah, he might have you beat there. <laughs> yeah, you know, Um, the best piece of advice I can give to anybody, and not just in a pro wrestling sense, is constantly adapt to your goals. If you are putting forth goals and you are doing everything you can to achieve those goals, you're going to find success one way or another. You know, if your goal is to become the best pitcher in baseball, then every day you should be throwing at least, you know, 20 baseballs. You should be watching videos. You should be doing all this stuff prepared for baseball. Same thing goes for wrestling. Everything I do is consumed by wrestling. That's it. And to be successful. And I, I just want to say, you know, we don't, usually ask the, you know, the the stereotypical questions that most other podcasts do. Uh, you know, what inspires you to 
Yeah, we're an audio experience. Yes. We, we, you know, how do you get into how did you get into wrestling? Who inspired you? You know, anybody can ask that. We want to know about the person, but right. I'm I I have to respect the fact that you gave that advice without either of us asking for it. Now, th- now that to me shows the level of respect and dedication that you have to the business. And that's absolutely such an admirable trait. I just, I feel like if you, good things come to people who work hard. There is no substitute for hard work. My dad, um, God bless him. He is my best friend in the whole wide world. Um, I love him to death. He is my hero, and he's the one who instilled in me that if you want something 110%, you put everything you have into it. If you have to paint the house, then you paint that house two coats, and you do the best job possible with it. You shouldn't be taking shortcuts because they're not going to get you anywhere. You got to work hard. You got to pay your dues, and wrestling is the same way. Best advice I can give to a wrestler is two things. Get in the car and drive and watch wrestling. You want to get on a show? Start showing up and doing ring crew. People ask me that all the time, and they're like, "How how'd you get on Wrestling Open? How'd you get on? How'd you get on a spot on Limitless?" It's like I, I went, I just showed up. If you really want it, you'll go and attack it. That's the way that I look at it. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, now this is kind of where the interview changes completely into something else. Uh, Scooter, you could probably take a nap during this, because this is going to be right inside baseball. Uh, I, um, I had a One Piece question for you, but I I do see that you have an Attack on Titan t-shirt on right now. Dude, dude, shout out to Levi. Wow, okay, bet. So I'm so hyped. Yes, give me the One Piece question. If you want to talk about One Piece, if you want to talk about Attack on Titan, just tell us about your love of anime. <laughs> um, so I started watching anime before I started watching wrestling. Uh, I started watching uh, anime. I'd say like sophomore, freshman year of high school. My first anime was Sword Art Online, and I loved it. And I would probably not watch it back because I know it's not as good as I remembered it. Um. Watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, loved it, and then I found One Punch Man. And One Punch Man was an addiction. <laughs> um, I consumed those episodes, I showed my friends those episodes, and uh, One Punch Man was like my premier anime for a very long time. Then I found JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh my god, now we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, I am, so, fun fact about the frat star, he's also the weed star. Um... I love JoJo's. I actually let me see if I do. I have anything nearby? Uh, crap. Uh, I was gonna get my manga books out of here because I'm I'm reading the manga of uh, part five right now, which is Golden Wind for any of you guys who know that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I love JoJo's. If you're looking for a new anime to watch, it is brilliant. Um, I explained JoJo the plot of JoJo's like all eight parts. Uh, there are eight parts, by the way, people. Uh, to uh, one of the girls I'm talking to, shout out to Kirsten, enjoy Australia. Uh, and she thought I was an insane person. So, 
just because to show you how much I love anime, that I explain it to my girlfriend. Um, not just that, though. I do love Attack on Titan. I was not a fan of it until the fourth season came out. I watched the whole show, binged it, and I finally just cut up to all 1,050 episodes of One Piece. And now I'm caught up to the manga, too. And today's chapter was mind-blowing. Blew me away. Okay, so much to cover here. Yeah, there's a lot I just gave you. I, yeah. you, I just unloaded, like, years onto you. Okay, like, number one, how the hell did you go through all 1,000 episodes of One Piece? Because I'm only... I started my One Piece journey at the Fistman Island arc, which is maybe 500 episodes in. And then, you know, kind of went back and watched the first 20 episodes. So I'm kind of being lackadaisical about it. But how okay. did you get through all of that? So, um, I've never been a shonen guy. I like shonen, but I've never, like, liked those, like, really long shows. Like, I've never sat down and really gotten into Naruto. Uh, same thing with Bleach. Um, maybe a couple, like, smaller shonen animes, like, uh, Haikyuu. Huge Haikyuu fan. Um, but I wanted a show, uh, because at, at this point, you know, um... I was, you know, still in college, getting out, and I was like, okay, what's a show that I could watch that just lets me watch it forever, or at least watch it for as long as I can? And I was like, One Piece. One Piece is the thousand-episode show. It is literally a journey, and that's the best way I describe people. The amount of people who say, like, why would you watch One Piece? So many episodes. I'm like, I don't know. Why would you watch anything else? It's a 20-minute episode, and if you watch three episodes a night, you can finish it within, like, couple months which is a lot obviously yes. but not <laughs> to a point where like i was like 400 in and the only thing i could do is think about how much one piece i'm going to watch when i get home from the gym that's it and it is an adventure and i do think it's worth it all right now what's your favorite one oh what your favorite one punch man um episode that is such a good question. I haven't seen, first of all, season two. Uh, I love season two, but it doesn't compare to season one. No. Um, I might have to say either the Sea King or the last episode. My favorite moment, I can tell you my favorite moment without a doubt. Um, basically, uh, I'm sure, James, you know this. It's when... Uh, uh, the uh, main alien villain is firing up yeah. and he's like super, like he's like super powerful and he's throwing rocks, and everything. And science is just sitting there. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. My- um, oh, no, that's it. Yeah. I just love that episode. There's also a funny thing where like guys on the intercom and he's like, which way to get to the boss? He goes, no, it's this way. He goes, okay, I'm going the other way. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. My favorite episode is episode three, which was basically every anime trope and cliche into one episode. Look, is that the fly episode? That's the episode where they go to the tower and um, uh, get oh, gas, yeah. uh, blows the whole building yep. up and uh, cinema's like, well, there could have been some really strong people in there, but uh, okay. Yep. 
Because, like, that uh, would have been, like, a 15-episode arc. <laughs> Ended in two yeah, seconds. Which is not. Uh, I think one, the author of One Punch Man is a genius. I think he's a very, very smart uh, writer, and I think that he deserves all the success he's gotten. Which also, Mob Psycho 100 is a banger. Also, so good. Yes. I yeah, mean, it's amazing. That's definitely up there as well for me. Um, who's your favorite JoJo? Keep in mind, I'm only up to six. I still have two arcs to go. Oh, wow. I love... I love... Giorno. I think my favorite JoJo is Josuke. Um, I love Part 4. Part 4 is what made me fall in love with JoJo's. Uh, but to just piggyback off of you, what, like, read Part 7 immediately. Steel Ball Run is going to be the biggest anime in like 2027 when it comes out. Well, I don't yeah. necessarily read the mangas, but like what you're telling me is maybe I should stop reading the manga. Steel Ball Run is that good. I usually don't read the manga either. JoJo's I do because I just can't get enough. Uh, but Steel Ball Run, like if you can find uh, like a website that does manga stuff, read Steel Ball Run. It is a hundred percent worth it. It's on. It's JoJo's, but unlike any, nothing you've seen. And you said about your getting into Attack on Titan um, in Season 4. I believe Season 4 is the last season, but they made it, they cut it into like three freaking seasons. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. What, People are upset by that. I don't mind. If you make it good, that's okay. I don't want another Game of Thrones. You know, the thing of it was, I thought it was cut into two pieces. It was part, it was final season part one, final season part two. When I got to the last episode of uh, final season part two, I was like, how are they going to wrap this up in one episode? And then they was like, no, there's one more season. And I was like, then why just not make it three freaking seasons? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it just Uh didn't make sense to me. I mean, listen, I'm a very big proponent of, you know, let filmmakers do their thing. Filmmaking is hard. Filmmaking is very, very hard, especially to make things that are already made and making it better is super difficult to do. So if they say we need three seasons to finish this arc, go for it. Take your time. It'll be out eventually. And then some, at some point, someone's going to stumble on and be like, wow, they put a lot of effort and work into this. You know, Map is doing a great job with the stuff they're doing. Uh, super excited for Chainsaw Man. Haven't been this excited about a show in a really long time. Uh, but I need a new anime, honestly. So Demon if anyone Slayer. watching this wants to at me, Dante underscore Drago on Twitter, give me an anime recommendation. Demon Slayer. Already watched it. I don't think I watched season two, though. So You need to watch season two. Because oh, everything watch season two. that season one is, they, they kind of go further and beyond with it. Have you watched Hunter Hunter? Yes. Yes. You're talking about my girl right there. Greatest of all time. Uh, uh, I got to catch up to My Hero as well. I'm trying to think what else I have. Um, I, also like, I like Slice of Life stuff too. It used to be a big romance mark for anime. Which people think it's weird. Like, I think they have, great, I, they have great stories. Did you watch uh, Spy Family? Yes, I did. I love Spy Family. I thought it was really, really good. 
I thought it was really good as well. You know, it's not, you know, the normal anime trope. So it was interesting. Um, No, I thought it was a very fun story, too. Any root for the characters? All the characters are likable. I actually have a a favorite, and that's uh, Hetalia. Oh. Yeah, um, all the uh, arcs. I, I, I watched it, oh man, uh, t- ten years ago. Uh, Hetalia, then it went to Hetalia World Series. Uh, and there was a fourth one. After that, I can't remember exactly the name, but I remember it, it cracking me up. Oh man, and and, and of course, uh, Crayon Shinchan. Where is it? Crayon Shinchan. Sometimes just sh- Shinchan. Uh, oh, eight, eight eight year old kid with a vulgar mouth used to be on Adult Swim. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with it. I gotta check it out then. I recommend it if you if you want to laugh. Yep. Yeah. Did you watch uh Full Metal Alchemist the 2003 release? Yes, that was the first one I watched actually. Yes. So I watched that one first, and then I watched Brotherhood. Yes, and uh, I, if anybody that wants to do Full Metal Alchemist, I always recommend watch the 2003 release first. <laughs> And then what? Yeah. And then it's like, it's like, oh, it's already really good. And it's like, oh, well, how can it get better? It's like, take like the greed fight, and then everything after that is just dope. Yes. You're absolutely uh-huh. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, big Death Note fan. Uh, love Code Geass. Um, Darling in the Franks is uh, an underrated one, which I think people don't really care about. But like, I thought it was fun. Um, trying to think of it. Because I watch like random animes, and it's like, we put them on, watch 12 episodes, be like, okay, I was all right. So, I have a lot in my head that I just never really, like, recollect or remember. I'm trying to think of one, and I just can't remember for the life of me, remember the name. Have you seen the live uh, Death Note adaptations? No, I, I don't plan on it. <laughs> and you shouldn't. I'm good. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Live action anime adaptations is kind of uh, an immediate... <laughs> Put them yeah. on that side. No, you're not wrong about that. I was, I was like... Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Yes. Tokyo Ghoul's very good. I have a friend who's a big Tokyo Ghoul mark, and I don't get it. But, like, I like it. I just don't think it's, like, better than Death Note. Um, I mean, the first season was good. I I put the first the season... Ending was trash. With, ending was trash. <laughs> yeah. With anything. But, you know, after that, it kind of drops off from me. Yeah, any animes don't end well most most of the time because sometimes they'll leave it open for like a sequel or the manga artist to come back. It's just, it's hard, man. No, you're absolutely right. All right, um, now that we let's try and uh, remember that this is a wrestling show. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Scooter, you got the colossal question. Yes, this is the colossal question in honor of our. Uh, third, uh, constantly absent co-host, Coleco Yachts. Every Hollywood blockbuster has a great soundtrack to go along with it. Now, let's say, hypothetically, 
they are making a movie about Dante Drago's wrestling career. What would be three to five songs on the soundtrack to the Dante Drago wrestling career movie? Um, wow, that's a great question. Um, hmm. I don't know if I can give specific songs, because that's a lot of weird stuff. Um, uh, oh, you, you can't believe me. Ob obscure is uh, something Okay. I kind of have a degree in. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I really don't have, like... That's a, that's a really hard question. Would I be able to give, like, three artists that I could, like, base it off of? Yeah, we'll allow it. That's all right, guys. Yeah, I, I can delve in, but now I gotta go into my Spotify, and then I gotta make it good because this is my life movie. It's a very big deal. Um, if I can do three artists that can make the soundtrack, I would probably do uh, the Beatles, Classic. Billy Joel, and then a little lesser-known Canadian band that is my favorite band. Um, maybe not of all time because I love the Beatles so much, but they're called Peach Pit, and they are brilliant. They're fantastic. They do really, really awesome stuff, and I love their sound. Oh, and then if I'm going to throw in somebody else, uh, Joji. Sweet. I mean, that's a really solid lineup right there. Yeah, you got two, two classics and then two, two new kids. No, I love that. Do you lock that in? Um, you know what I'll do? I'll pick one song from each of those guys. How about that? Sure, why not? Okay. So, we'll do, let's just call it, um, Come Together by the Beatles, uh, Vienna by Billy Joel, um, this Peach Pit one's going to be hard, um, A song called Tommy's Party, and then uh, we'll also do hmm, Like You Do by Joji. All right, yeah, yeah so yeah. check those songs out too. If you haven't seen it, I've never heard of it. Peach Pit would be uh, almost like a non costume version of the Aquabats, sure, you can go with that. Yeah, it's like indie pop, almost. Yeah, yeah on, very indie pop. Bordering uh, on ska. I wouldn't call them ska. That's why I, I said. That's why I said. I said bordering. Yes, I do appreciate a good ska though. Now you got solid picks there. Do you lock it in? Yes. All right. You definitely need a sound effect for that. Um. Now onto a controversial subject. Pineapple on pizza. What's your stance? I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, I'm. I was born in Brooklyn, so mm -hmm. I'm, I, I believe that I know what good pizza is, and uh, pineapple does not belong on it. All right. Uh, you know what? If it's your Little thing. Side... Go for it. If it's your <laughs> thing. Go for it. But like, for me, not my thing. Uh, true or false? 
Do you think it's the water that make New York bagels so good? True. True. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a hundred percent true. What's your spirit Pokemon? Oh, um, spear Pokemon or favorite Pokemon? Spirit, the one you most spirit. identify as. But well, you will accept the favorite Pokemon as well. If you, you if know you what, I like the spirit Pokemon better. Uh, that question better than favorite Pokemon because I've never gotten that before. Um. The 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 novice in me wants to just go Lucario. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like I I like Lucario enough. Maybe Riolu. Mm. I don't think we. I don't know. Lucario so. I think I think we. Oh God, no! I don't think we've gotten Lucario. I think we've we've gotten a legendary before. Oh, for sure. Lucario was like a pseudo legendary though. Um, um, I mean, if you watch the the movie, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> well, Sinnoh, the Gen Four is weird because then you have like Manaphy, she's also a legendary. Then you have like Jirachi in Gen Three, but she's also kind of in Gen Four a little bit. Like it's weird. Yeah, legendaries are strange. Yeah. yeah, basically, if you were to cast a Harry Potter Patronus charm. What Pokemon would come out? I think that might be a better. Uh, uh, if, if people, if, that, if that's the case, um, you know what? I would love Lucario's dope. But if I had, if I got switched right now, you know what Pokemon I would switch into? What? Either a Beldum or a. Uh, Bagon. Probably Bagon. I think being a Salamance would be cool. Sweet. Alright. Uh, weirdest question you'll ever be asked on a wrestling interview. Would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson. Scooter. Not the country. An actual rock. Yes. Kick its ass. Alright. Well, just, for, just for context, there's this wrestler named Psycho Mike that wrestled an actual rock for over 15 minutes in what was a Tungsten Man match, an Iron Man match that lasted for two weeks. Wow. So maybe he might have me beat on that one then. I feel like I, feel like I answered that too quickly and too cocky. <laughs> Well, well uh, he didn't, I mean, he didn't he win. was a little too cocky going into it. He didn't win the match. He was a little too rocky, maybe. Ha-ho! <laughs> uh, zing! So let me that drum thing in the background. <laughs> um, and we love Tracy Smothers on the show. Um, do you know the acronym for THUG? T-H-U-G. THUG? Yes. Um, uh, the hole underground. <laughs> uh, <laughs> close. Um, and, uh, it's not, uh, we're not referring to the hate you give, uh, but <clears throat> T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, 
and G is for jail, cause a thug can't spell. Oh shoot! Oh wow! I thought you guys were gonna say, oh, "What does FBI stand for?" And I was gonna get like, "Oh, pizza, mozzarella." <laughs> well, he was part of the full-blooded Italian. He was. That's what I thought the acronym was gonna yeah. be. Yeah, even though he was primarily Irish. Uh, it was mostly booked like he was from the South. Yeah, he was a Southern, southern guy. Southern boy. Tracy Smothers is a very underrated wrestler. Uh, so rest in peace, Tracy Smothers. Go watch Tracy Smothers' match because he's a really, really good wrestler. Have you had any interactions with Tracy? Unfortunately, I didn't. I really wish I did that. Oh, for sure. Definitely one of those uh, guys you wish you had met. Alright, um, it's time for that segment, and you might uh, get a kick out of this. It is time for Dante Drago's Bizarre Adventure. You're a pro wrestler that goes up and down the roads and do a thing with Bizarre Adventure. And you tell us a love story that fits that description. Bizarre Road Story. Alright, um, we'll talk about the time that I, um, I was late to a show in Binghamton, and I was looking to go a little bit faster than I should have been going on a parkway. I was doing, uh, an absurd amount of speed, and, um, my engine shut off. Ooh. So, Ooh. so it's a track. And then it went to the engine, light turned on, and I had to pull over. So I pulled over, and I was like, okay, let's let it relax for a second. Like, let's just make sure everything's fine. And I turned the car back on, and the car wouldn't move. I'm 30 minutes away from doors. 30 minutes away from Binghamton, it's an hour to doors. So I start losing my mind. I start freaking out. Um, then it starts hailing, so I can't even get out because there's hail coming down from the sky. So... My, my uh, parents were on vacation. I called them up. Like, what do I do? They're like, leave the car there. Call a tow truck. Figure it out. It's like, okay. I guess it's the only choice I have. But I still need to get to the show. And this is why I say that the frat star is a shoot. Because what did I do when I'm 30 minutes away from Binghamton? I called up my frat brothers. I said, get me a pledge to where I'm at right now. And have them pick me up. <laughs> pledge. Mind you, mind you, okay, I was not a part of the fraternity this time, so it was a favor, not a haze. I did not haze him. I did not force him to come and get me. It was by his own willpower, and I thanked him profusely the entire ride down. He drove me to the show, dropped me off, and then him and a bunch of his uh, Pledge Brothers came back, watched the show uh, with me. Uh, I tried to keep him back so, you know, they can have a good time and, like, not – can't do anything stupid. And, uh, you know, all in all, it turned into a really good show. Um, and But unfortunately, uh, I didn't get my car back for like two months after that. So Ooh, that, was, uh, that was a pretty bizarre thing to be a part of by myself. But I think I could think of something better if I give it a little more thought. Uh, what was wrong with the car? Uh, I think I was just going too fast. And uh, uh, Stabila Track uh, went. Then the car went, and I think I just didn't change my oil soon enough. Uh, that, no, every car ride, I always check my oil. So always check your oil, kids. I, I, 
ironically enough, I have an almost similar story where I had, oh god, I had, I had Alex Reynolds and somebody else will not mention because we mentioned him earlier in my car, and we are driving up to Binghamton. Ah. Uh, to do that, the Camp Tioga show I mentioned uh, earlier, and my engine light was on the whole way, um, and I am so thankful that it didn't break down either way back because that that would have been hell. I would have had to go into Pennsylvania <laughs> to get it, uh, to get it, uh, to get help if that had happened at that point. Uh, because that's that's how close it was, but oh man, that that's a hell of a story. Killer. Now, um, on a more serious note, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, face down with a bottle of vodka next to a bunch of pretty girls. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. If I had to pick somewhere to be in five years, um, I want to be successful. I want to be um, a better version of myself. I want to be happy. I want to be, you know, with somebody who's on my team who cares about me. Um, I want to be, you know, hopefully still team with Jack. Hopefully by then, uh, VBU is one of the most overtag teams, you know, in the country. That's the goal. Um, I want to be successful, and also I want to still have fun doing this. So if at some point I feel like I'm not having fun in wrestling, then who knows what's going to happen. And maybe I take a break, maybe I come back. Um, but the main thing is I want to be successful and I want to be happy. So that's where I hope to be in five years. That's awesome. Yes. And uh, what's a match people should go out of their way to see that that shows off what you're all about? Um... Right off the top of my head, I'm really proud of the match I have with Marcus Mathers, available on the Wrestling Open YouTube page. Subscribe to Wrestling Open. Uh, Marcus and I had a quick little match, but I feel like it was probably one of the best showcases I've had as a singles wrestler. And uh, to piggyback off that, the Even Stevens versus Logbro University, which you can watch along with myself and Jack Tomlinson on the Dante Drago YouTube channel, Dante Drago Wrestles. And uh, the match with Marcus will be in the description of the video below for on YouTube or Castbox. For anybody that hasn't seen it and wants to see it after they listen to this. And of course your YouTube page will be in the description of the video below for on YouTube and Castbox as well. Um, so they could have all things started ready. All things. Alright, uh, and since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview... We are wrestling with the eight questions of doom. Dun, dun, dun. This oh, is no. a speed round, a bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? Wait, now give me a second. Okay. All right. Glasses on. All right, let's do it. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, um, crap, me and Jack just had this conversation. Uh, Goat, Shawn Michaels. Most wrestler. Um, me. No. Oh, no. <laughs> we can't accept that. Um, I don't know. 
Um, I'll. I don't know. I don't think there's. I don't think there's necessarily the worst wrestler of all time. I don't want to like poop on anybody. Uh, yeah, you have chosen Eva Marie. Yeah, but she's hot though, so it's okay. <laughs> your main eventing WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Dead or alive? Uh, yeah, anybody. Look at the Ouija board out. You know what, man? Give me Taker. Come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? Ooh, wow. Anybody's Shinsuke Nakamura. Which one? Uh his Brooklyn entrance from NXT Takeover. Okay. The violent Finish the sentence. K is Alive and Well Outside of Social Media. We also would have accepted is quite good on toast. Goes, goes well with hot chocolate. <laughs> Squash. Food or vegetable? Food? This is correct. Yeah, look at that. It has seeds. Yeah, that is correct. Yep. New Japan wrestler Tai Chi, his ring gets smaller every year, revealing more of himself to the world. My question, what is the appropriate trunks to butt cheek ratio for ring gear? Uh, for my personal taste or in general? In general. Um, I think there should be little to no butt cheek. I try not to leave anything to the imagination. Uh, at the end of the day, we're looking to fight each other, not put on strip tees. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, just below the cheek. All right. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? About Darby Allen? Yes. I, you know, I can't say that I've had, honestly. And that would be the correct answer. Okay. <laughs> now we'll conclude this interview. Thank you so much, Dante, for coming on and doing yes. this with us. Of course, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, once again, where can we find you on social media, your merchandise, your YouTube page, everything that we need to know about Dante? Uh, so, Instagram, at Dante Drago Wrestles, no spaces, no capitals. Twitter is at Dante underscore Drago. Uh, in YouTube is Dante Drago Wrestles. And my pro wrestling tees, where you can get awesome Frank Star merchandise, is, I'm pretty sure, just Dante Drago. So, uh, Definitely check those things out. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, guys, I had a great time partying with you. And we enjoyed partying with the yes. It lives up to the reputation. <laughs> party, party on. Yeah, guys. Here, yeah. I'll say goodbye to Richard, too. Of you guys can't see me, though. Hi, Richard. Bye, Richard. 
Um, of course, um, all of those links will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox. Um, you simply go in the description, click the link, a new tab will be on your, uh, whatever device you're on. You've been listening to him for, uh, all, for an hour and a half. Buy a damn short. Do it. Please. If you like, I need to be if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, vote on YouTube, and press box. Um, of course, this was sponsored by Rogue Energy, if they want coffee. Um, tell a friend. Of course, we have interviews coming up uh, next uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. More information on that when we get it available. You can find that information on our Twitter handle, at Wrestling with E. Um, for information on who we're interviewing, when we're interviewing them, links to those interviews, and so much more. Um, and uh, uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well, uh, at Wrestling with E. You can follow me at James You can follow Felipe at I am Felipe, and we'll see you next As always, you can find me in your back seat. But if you want to find me on social media, find me on Twitter at ScooterDust. Find me, James, and Ryan Dust hosting the remix on YouTube, a premium audio companion experience for alternate commentary for all your WWE premium live event needs. Next time we come to you, October 8th, Extreme Rules. And as of now, October 11th, I make my official on-camera debut so join me and Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan as we play my first Dungeons and Dragons campaign, twitch.tv backslash smoking dragons. Right, now Dante, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Alright. For all special Yes, Dante Drake, your Coleco Yacht, Scooter Dust. I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at Rigside.